you uh, have your Bible you're using this morning, if you want to open to the book of Jeremiah, and we're going to begin in verse one or chapter one in verse four. We're also going to look at chapter 29 at the latter part of the message. But we're going to begin in Jeremiah chapter one in verse four. And if you have your uh, church app, if you want to open that up and uh, press the Bible, it'll pop that open for you. And then also you can look at the sermon notes and uh, stay with me as we go through the message this morning. We've been on a uh, series for the last three weeks on uh, VIP and looking at who is a VIP or a very important person in the kingdom of God and in the eyes of the Lord. And when we think of the letters VIP, that's usually what we think of, very important person. And each one of us is a very important person in the eyes of the Lord in fulfilling his purpose and plan for our lives and trying to reach people for the cause of Christ in the world that we live in. (laughs) But when you think of VIP from uh, God's perspective, from a spiritual perspective, I think those letters take on a different meaning. And we've been looking at, and we're looking today at the last of the three messages, but we looked at the first letter V as representing values. Our values is our belief system and a person who is a very important person in the eyes of the Lord and in the kingdom of God is a person who has values that are deeply rooted in the word of God. It is our belief system that moves us and motivates and directs our life. Matter of fact, our lives are kind of like a boat sailing through the seas of life and our values are like the rudder that uh, guides us and directs us in the directions that we go. So our, our values, our belief system is what we put our substance in. And then we looked at the second letter last week, which is I, which represents integrity. The integrity is the, taking the belief system and putting it to reality in our life. Matter of fact, if you were to look up the word integrity in the dictionary, it would state that it's a quality of being honest and fair, the state of being complete or whole, firmly adhering to a code of moral values, to be incorruptible. That means that our integrity based on our values is that we stick to our values no matter the circumstances, no matter the situation, because it is what guides our life. It is our integrity. It's putting it to the road. And then today we're looking at the final letter in VIP, which stands for purpose. The P stands for purpose. If we were to look in Psalms 139 in verses 13 through 16, those scriptures tell us that God divinely formed us from the very beginning. It says that he knit us in our mother's womb, which means that every aspect of our physical body, God put together. But it also tells us that God has a plan for every person's life, a purpose for each one of us to fulfill. Matter of fact, if you were to look at verse 16 in Psalms 139, it tells us that, it, that God recorded in his book the days of our life before they were even in existence. So God already had our, our life, already plotted out before we breathed our first breath of life. And today, though, we're going to look at an example of that in a man named Jeremiah, who God calls out to be a prophet. He had priestly lineage in his background, but God's called him out to be a prophet, which is a little different. The priests were those that God went to to get their sins confessed and get forgiveness. The priests represented the explaining of the truths of God, but the prophet was one who kind of was in their face. The prophet was a person who was announcing from God what was going to happen in the future, and a lot of times it was not good news. So being a priest 
that wasn't as so bad, but being a prophet was a little bit scary because you might ruffle the feathers of people and you might be giving a bad message that they don't want to hear. And so Jeremiah is being called to that. But in his calling that we see in these scriptures, it reveals to us some things about God and about a purpose for our life. And I want us to look at that this morning. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter uh, one, and we're gonna begin in verse four. And as we look at these scriptures, I want you to just think about your particular life and what God's purpose has for you. And if you're fulfilling that purpose, are you personally fulfilling God's purpose for your life? Because if you're not fulfilling that purpose, then you're causing something to not be fulfilled in God's plan. It's kind of like the uh, lady that won a uh, Weight Watchers contest. There was a class of Weight Watchers and they uh, all decided among themselves that they were going to have a little contest to see who in a certain period of time could lose the greatest percentage of weight. And in that class, there were people who were younger and there were those who were older. There were those who were pretty heavy, not as heavy, but they all decided together they was going to have this competition. And when the competition ended, it ended up that one of the oldest ladies in the class won the competition. And they were really kind of surprised because they thought that the hardest ones to beat would be the younger ones who probably could be more athletic and not only eat, watch what they eat, but also uh, do more exercise. And they even talked among themselves how that for probably most of them, they had different struggles, but most of them struggled with late in the day eating something, that midnight snack that would stay with them through the night. And so they asked the elder lady, said, you know, we didn't really think you would be the competition to beat what was your secret to winning? She said, well, you know how y'all talked about the midnight stacks as your struggle and that late night eating and so forth. She said, at first that was for me too, but pretty quickly I learned how to take care of that. At six o'clock, I took out my false teeth. <laughs> she knew what the purpose was of those teeth and if she could eliminate them, she could stop the issue in her life. And a lot of times, we're kind of like that. If we're not fulfilling God's purpose in our lives, we're stopping God fulfilling the exact plans that he has for us. So let's look at Jeremiah chapter one in verse four through verse 12. It says, then the word of the Lord came to me. This is Jeremiah saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, this is Jeremiah speaking back to the Lord after he gets the word from the Lord. In verse six, he said, then said I, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth for you shall go to all to whom I send you and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. And then the Lord put forth his hand and he touched my mouth and the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set this day or see, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. And then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Lord, we thank you, God, for your scriptures and we thank you for your word to us through Jeremiah and his experience about uh, what it takes to really be a person with purpose. And Lord, that's what we wanna look at this morning is that P, to be a person with purpose. 
God, we know that you've got a purpose and plan for each one of our lives. We're not by accident and it's not by accident of what we do with our lives. It's either in submission and yielding to you or it's in rebellion to what you have for our lives. And so God, I pray that you bring these scriptures alive to us so that we can understand them and evaluate our own lives and Lord, center our lives around you and what your purpose and plan is. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you praise and honor and glory for all that you do. And to that, all God's people said, amen. So we look at these scriptures about Jeremiah's calling and God's revealing his purpose and plan for his life. We learn a few things about God and his purpose and plan for our life. And I believe one of the first things I see in these scriptures is this, that God is fully aware of every aspect of our lives before we are born. God is fully aware of every aspect of our lives before we're even born. You see, if you look at verse five, the Lord said, before I formed you in the womb. You remember I told you about in Psalms 139, it says that the Lord knit us together in our mother's womb, which means he put every aspect of what we were gonna look like and everything physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually about our lives. He was knitting it all together. So he says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now, we could read that verse and when we see that word knew, we could say, okay, before I was formed, God knew I was going to be Brett Yeager. He knew that uh, that was going to be Alicia Hall. He knew that was going to be Lynn Halsey. He, he knew me. He knew what my name was going to be. He knew I was going to exist. But the word that was used in the Hebrew language is the word yate, which means more than I knew what your name was or I knew that you were going to exist. But it means that I was fully aware of everything about you. What God was saying in that one Hebrew word was not that he just knew Jeremiah, what his name was going to be, and that Jeremiah was going to be born, but he knew everything about him through his entire lifetime and future. He understood how Jeremiah was going to function. He knew how Jeremiah was going to think. He knew everything about him. He was fully aware of every aspect of Jeremiah's life before he breathed his first breath meaning that there was nothing that was going to catch God off guard about Jeremiah. Now, I have to think that if that was true about Jeremiah, and I look at that scripture in Psalms 139, and I have to believe that that same thing's true about you and I, that before any of us took our first breath, God already knew every day, every moment that, of our life. Now, what does that mean to us? In looking at God's purpose for our life, if God is fully aware of every aspect of our life, that means he knows every talent that we're gonna have. So when God begins to reveal a purpose or a plan that he has for us, something that he wants to use us for his glory, God knows what talents we have and what talents we don't have. A lot of times when God speaks to someone, they say, well, you know, I, I, you know I'm not really gifted or talented. God knows all about that. That's not a problem. It's just the problem is whether we will yield to his calling, his purpose on our life. And not only does God know every talent that we do have or don't have, but God knows, and I want you to listen to this very carefully, God knows every circumstance we will face and every mistake we will make. You see, a lot of times in our life, when God is speaking to us about fulfilling our, his purpose and plan for our life, we immediately begin to kind of replay in our mind and we begin to think, well, God, uh, you know, I've, I messed this up. I, God can't use me in that area because I've, I've done this. 
God seems, doesn't seem to know what, I've, what my past has been like. We kind of do like Moses did in our life in the word class this morning. We, we take the things of our past sins and our perspective of our life right now and we think, I don't know if God can use me in that way. But if God is fully aware of every aspect of our lives before we are ever born, then there's no need of worrying about those things. If you've already messed up in some area of your life, God knew that. He knew you was gonna do it before he even planned out the purpose that you was gonna have for your life. So God can work through those things. He knows every aspect of your life before you were ever born. But also God has fashioned or created us with a full plan in mind. Not only did God know everything about our lives before we were ever born, every aspect, every mistake, everything that we'd ever do, but he fashions us to create us for a full plan that God has in mind. You see, in that verse five that I just read, it not only says that God, before he formed us, he knew us, but he also says that before we were born, that he sanctified Jeremiah and he ordained him as a prophet to the nations. That's letting us know that before Jeremiah was ever born, that God had already fashioned out and created a full plan for his life and that God knew exactly how he wanted to use him. God didn't say, you know, Jeremiah, I think you could be great in doing ministry. We just got to figure out what fits good for you. That's not what it says, does it? You know, let, let's, let's do a survey. Let's do a test and see how, how you score high. No, God didn't do that either. God said, I, I already got plans for you to be a prophet. Before you were ever born, I already decided that you were going to be a prophet. So God knew exactly how he was going to use him. And God said that he had ordained him, that he had sanctified him, which meant that he had set him aside for that purpose to fulfill in God's plan, which means God said, Jeremiah, here's what my plan is. Here's what I want to do. And here is where you fit in the puzzle. So don't be missing. Have you ever, I have uh, some folks I know that they, they do uh, puzzles all the time, you know, jigsaw puzzles. And they, uh, they go to Home Depot and they buy puzzles all the time. They put them together. And uh, have you ever put a puzzle together and you think, hmm, that piece is missing. And some people may have even had a puzzle that there was a piece missing. May not have been for the manufacturer, but maybe when you took it out of the box, it fell. I've known of a person that thought they had a piece missing and they found it later underneath the couch. It had fell out of the box when they took it all apart and it fell underneath the couch. But it's a sickening feeling, isn't it? You, you got the puzzle all put together and bam, it's not finished because there's a piece missing. When you and I are not fulfilling God's plan for our life, we're not fulfilling the purpose that he has for us, where he has set us apart to fit right here in the puzzle, then it's not making everything come together. I'm the type of person that when I'm sitting and I'm listening to somebody preach or instruct and I'm writing notes and if something distracts me and I miss a point or something, I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Did you, get that? Did you get that point right there? I gotta have it to finish it out, to make sure it's all complete. Because there's just this sense within us, we can't have something missing. And when you and I are not fulfilling what 
God's purpose and plan for is for our life, we're that missing note, we're that missing piece in the puzzle that is interrupting the completeness of everything being fully what God intended for it to be. So God fashions us or creates us with his full plan in mind and he wants us to fit in that place. He has set us apart for that specific location. But God is also, as I look to these scriptures, God, when we look at our plan or the purpose that God has for our life, God will fully equip us to be able to accomplish what our purpose is. God doesn't just call us out, doesn't just say, I want you to do this and say, okay, give it your best shot. I hope you can make it happen. No, God equips us for whatever he has planned or whatever the purpose is that he has for us to accomplish. And when, when you think about him equipping us, a lot of times we, we begin to think of the excuses. And that's what Jeremiah did. Matter of fact, we can look at all the great people in the Bible and we can, we can probably say, you know, we're just like them. In the life and the word that we studied, uh, you remember if you were in there this morning, Moses said uh, when God called him to go back and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt and to speak to Pharaoh, and he said, well, wait a minute, Lord, you know I'm, I'm slow of speech, I, I stutter, I stammer, I'm not good. And God's response was, uh, uh, who created your mouth? Who gave you the ability to speak? And, and then it's almost like when God's asking the questions of, you know, how could you even ask this of me? He says, okay, uh, listen, here comes your brother Aaron. He, he's good at talking. We'll use him. We come up with excuses, and that was true for Jeremiah in these scriptures. Jeremiah said this in verse 6. He said, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am just a youth. It's like this group over here. God, I can't be a prophet. You know, I failed. I got an elf in English. I can't, I'm not the right person. And God's thinking, you know, didn't I, didn't I make your mouth? Didn't I create you? Didn't I already know your whole plan for your life? And so God will fully equip us to accomplish what he wants to accomplish through us. And it may be that he brings along an Aaron along beside us to fulfill where we're lacking. Or maybe it's just we need to realize that God may touch us. Listen to this. God may touch us in a special way to equip us with what he needs us to be equipped with. You see, here I see that Jeremiah began to make those excuses. Uh, you know, God, I'm just a youth. I, you know, I can't speak. But as I look at this, the scriptures tell us in verse nine, then the Lord put forth his hand and he touched my mouth and the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Amen. Bam, just like that. You know, Jeremiah's thinking, you know, Lord, I don't, I'm, I'm just a youth. I'm just a young person, I'm a teenager. And, and I'm, I'm, I haven't done good in speech. I haven't done good in English. And, and I'm not the right person. And then it's just like the Lord. Have you ever had somebody that, you know, you're, you're starting to shoot out the excuses. If you hadn't had it happen to you, maybe you've seen on TV and you're spitting out these excuses to somebody and they just kind of reach out their finger and just touch your lip. It's kind of like, stop. That's kind of like the Lord did to Jeremiah. Jeremiah's, Lord, I'm just a youth. I'm not good at speech. I, I felt it. I didn't make, I can't spell good. I can't speak good. And the Lord goes, stop. Bam. 
He said, I put my word in your mouth. Instantly. The Lord had given Jeremiah what he was missing in his life. I say that to say that no matter what God's purpose is for our life, no matter what he wants to fulfill in us, and no matter what logic we may come up with of God, I'm not the right person for this. God will equip us and he can just touch us and give us what we need to fulfill his purpose. So all the excuses, you might as well just lay them aside because God already knows what you're going to say anyway. He knows what the excuses and he's already got an answer for every excuse that we can come up with. God not only fully equips us, but he also finishes what he begins you see, as I look at these scriptures, God is revealing to Jeremiah that what he begins, he will finish it. I love the scripture in the New Testament that tells us that, that he who began a good work in us will bring it about to completion. Which means God doesn't start something and just drop the ball on the way. He's going to work with us and stay with us till we finish it up. He's ready to perform his plan in our life. If you look at these scriptures in verses 11 and 12, it says this, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And he said, I see a branch of an almond tree. And then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. The Lord said, I am ready. Question was, Jeremiah, you ready? But the Lord said, I am ready to perform my word. When the Lord said that, he said, basically, in the writing in the original Hebrew language, the Lord is saying, I have already gone before you and I've already got it all ready. A lot of times we can only see right here in front of us, can't we? What's happening today, what's happening at this moment, what the circumstances are. And that's kind of where Jeremiah was. But the Lord said, hey, I'm omniscient. I know all things. I've already gone before you. And I'm ready to perform it. I've already checked everything out. I've already made the preparations. And where you're seeing this obstacle, bam, I'm busting through it. I'm, we're going around it. We're going over it. We're going under it. God has already got everything ready to fulfill his plan in our life. And so whatever obstacle we see in front of us, God's telling, hey, I'm going to finish the plan one way or another. I'm going through the problems. I'm going around them. I'm going over them. I'm going under them. And so God is ready to perform his plan in us. And he also tells us that if you were to look at these scriptures, I think it's up in verse 9, that the Lord reveals to us that he is also going to be with us. I'm sorry, no, it's not in verse 9, but in verse 7. The Lord said to him, do not say I am a you, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Now, verse 8, the Lord says, I am with you. And as I look to the scriptures in the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's that repeat verse that the Lord says, I will never leave you or forsake you. So in God finishing up his plan, it's a part of him letting us know that he's ready to perform it. He's already gone and laid it all out. And he's not going to desert us. He's going with us step by step all the way now. In fulfilling God's purpose and plan for our life, he doesn't give us the whole blueprint. I've never had that happen. Where God has spoken to me to do something and he laid it all out. And he said, okay, here's step one, step two, step three, and here's the finale here. The Lord just says, here's what I want you to do. Take step one. And I'm, like a lot of you, I say, okay, uh, what's step two going to be? He says, take step one. 
When you get step one, I'll show you where step two is. But he tells us he'll be with us the whole way. When we take step one, he's there with us. When we take step two, he's there with us. And so God finishes what he begins by him preparing the way and by him being with us the whole way. He will never desert us. Now, I told you I also wanted to look at Jeremiah 29 because there is where we kind of see the finale coming together. In Jeremiah 29, 11, the Lord kind of puts a, what you might say, a cherry on top of everything. And I want you to turn there, if you would, with me. In Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 13. It's a verse that uh, many of you may be familiar with you. And I'm gonna read this. I was reading in the New King James, but I'm gonna read this out of the NIV because of the words that are used. Verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Some of you may have a translation such as the uh, New King James or King James and it talks about peace. And the reason that some translations say peace and some say prosperity is the word that was used there was the word shalom, which means peace and prosperity. The Lord said, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek with me with all your heart. The scripture tells us that God has a future for us that is full of hope. And he's telling us that he will give us both peace and prosperity. When God puts his plan out there, a lot of times we see the obstacles and we see the circumstances that seem to be something we can't make it. We just can't get there. But God has a plan with a future that is full of hope to take us beyond all those things, to give us peace and prosperity, to help us to be successful in what we're doing. And as I was studying through this VIP series, there was something that grabbed my attention last week that I had not really even noticed. And that was when I looked at the people that in the scriptures that God had given me for the values, and that was the man Joshua, And then he looked at the uh, man Joseph, and that was for integrity. And then I looked at Jeremiah, and that was for purpose. And I looked at all three of those, and suddenly God revealed to me, did you see that in each one of them, I said that I would give them prosperity. The Lord said he would bring prosperity to Joshua if he stuck to his values. He said he would give prosperity to Joseph if he stuck to his integrity. And he said he would give prosperity to Jeremiah if he would just stick to to his purpose. In all these scriptures, in this VIP series, the Lord is saying, I will give you prosperity if you'll just stick to the values that are rooted in my word, if you'll be a person of integrity and live it out no matter what the circumstances are, and if you'll be a person with a purpose and fulfill my plan for your life, then I'm gonna bless you and give you prosperity. The question today is, are we ready to be a VIP in God's kingdom? I'm gonna ask you to join me in bowing for a word of prayer this morning. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. God's already laid it out. The only thing that is missing right now may be is you yielding and surrendering to what God's purpose and plan is for your life. And you know what? 
God's purpose and plan is not a part-time position. I've looked through the scriptures and every person that the Bible talks about their purpose and plan that God has for them, it's not part-time. And when I say it's part-time, I'm not saying that it's a full-time position such as a full-time pastor or full-time music minister, but I'm talking about it's a full part of our life. It's not like I do it once every six months or I do it once every other month or Fulfilling God's purpose and plan for your life is a full-time part of your life. And God has that purpose and plan for each one of you. The Lord, you may be sitting here today thinking, I just don't know what God's purpose and plan is for my life. We sit there in Jeremiah, if you will, you'll find me and you'll find your purpose if you seek me and you seek me with all your heart. It's not always revealed immediately. But it is revealed as we serve God, as we fulfill the areas that are just clear for all of us to do. And God's got a purpose and a plan he'll reveal along the way. A lot of times we're kind of like the old manual steering vehicles. When they're sitting still, they're hard to turn them wheels. But once they get moving, it gets a whole lot easier. And once you get moving serving God in some way, it's a whole lot easier for God to guide you down the path. This morning, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, if you've never given your heart to Him, or maybe you're unsure of your salvation, let me tell you, God has already got a purpose and plan for your life. He just needs you to yield to Him. Say, I need you, Lord. And He'll say, I'll use you. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, or you're uncertain of your salvation, would you pray this prayer silently in your heart this morning? Dear Lord, I feel your Spirit speaking to me. I know I've made some mistakes. I know I've messed up. But today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I accept your free gift of salvation. Thank you for saving me. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you prayed to receive Christ as your Savior this morning and you really meant it, would you just slip up your hand just to acknowledge, Pastor, I prayed that prayer to receive Christ as my Savior. Maybe this morning you already know that you're saved, but maybe you've never... Or maybe you, maybe you have, you're just not doing it right now. Maybe it's never have really jumped in to serve God or maybe you're just not really fulfilling. It's kind of like you're living your life. Well, if somebody needs me to do something, they can ask me. Huh? That's not God's purpose for your life. He didn't say if, if the preacher finds out what it is, I'll do it. If the deacons find out what my purpose is, I'll do it. God said... When you seek me, you'll find me. You just seek me with all your heart. You start serving me, I'll reveal what my purpose and plan is. Maybe right now you realize you're not in a full-time serving God like you should. Remember, when I say full-time, I'm not talking about a a full-time ministry position, but I'm talking about what God's purpose is for your life. It's a full-time part of your life. It's not a once a month, once a six months deal. It's something that's moving and motivating your life that you're serving God. It's a part of who you are. And if, if you're not fulfilling that purpose right now, and you want me to pray for you, would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Because I want to be in the center of God's will. Yes. You want to fulfill God's purpose and plan. You want to live it out as a regular part of your life, not just a part-time, not just when somebody calls on you, but you want to fulfill a purpose that God has. You want to have some meaning and be a VIP, a very important person in the kingdom of God. 
Not a very important person in the eyes of the pastor or the deacons. Not a very important person necessarily to the staff. But you're a very important person in the eyes of the Lord because you have values, you have integrity, and you're fulfilling a purpose. Dear Lord, I come to you, God, and I thank you for those who've raised their hands. And Lord, I thank you, God, for just how that you are patient with us to move us along in our life. Lord, I decided to baptize Brandon today. He's saved about five months ago, but he came to a point, I need to go and get baptized. And before I go on vacation next week, before I get married, I need to move forward in my spiritual life. And I'm thankful for that. And Lord, there may be some others that are kind of in that same spot. They need to move on with their spiritual life. Quit waiting on just someone to ask them to do something. Quit just being in a part-time role. But just start finding what God's purpose and plan is and make that a part of their life. And so, Lord, for those who raise their hands, God, I pray that you would just touch them in a sweet way, just like you touched Jeremiah. You put your word in his mouth. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just touch some people who raise their hands today and, Lord, put your purpose in their heart. Lord, that they got to fulfill it, that you've got a purpose and plan of how to use them. And, Lord, I'm going to give you the praise and honor and glory. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.